the word resolution in the dictionary, it says, one, a state or quality of being resolute. Number two, firm determination. Number three, a course of action determined or decided on. And number four, resolving to do something. Now, this is the time of year when many of us will make those famous New Year's resolutions. Carol Dixon 101 says, you don't need a resolution that is always broken. You need to make a decision. Firmly determined on this new course of action for 2019. Happy New Year. 2019. You made it. Happy New Year to you. It's just so wonderful to be with you with a new topic on the very first day of this new year, the very first week of this new year. And why not talk about how to keep your New Year's resolution? Hasn't that always been like a plague? (laughs) You know, in keeping the New Year's resolution, one of the nagging things about facing a new year is the resolutions. But I learned a way to really manage that and get over that. And and everybody makes them, at least feel that you should make them. You're always talking about that. It's a topic. And like the Christmas toys, they are soon broken. An examination of the resolutions made by members in a congregation, and looking at the statistics on it, it shows that they have goals and they range from losing weight to staying with an exercise program to developing more spiritual discipline to being more kind or being a better husband or wife or parent. Are these things you list or am I giving my own resolutions? (laughs) Well, let's look at them today. And If you've ever stopped, to ponder what is really behind New Year resolutions. I guess I would hear someone saying 20 pounds. <laughs> we all, seriously, we, we all have that way of just cleaning out or whatever it is that's been on our minds, what's been bothering us, and we base our resolutions on that. But today I want to talk about some spiritual resolutions that we should have, some things that will give you a foundation for the coming year and whatever your goals may be. Number one, desire to be a better person. You know, you need to resolve it within yourself, deep down on the inside, that you want to be a better person. When you want to do that, you're saying, I want to be more decent. I want to be more generous. I want to be more spiritual, more fulfilled than I was last year in 2018. But in this year and beyond, I want to be a better person. Like the story of the toy soldiers who wanted to be real. We know we are destined to be more than we are. The next thing, you need to come to the realization that we fall short. Yeah, yeah. Since you want to be a better person, that means that you're going to realize that you do fall short of being the kind of person you ought to be and should be and want to be. Even though all of us have private areas of our lives known only to us and God, we know we fall short, even if others don't know. And when this knowledge comes, a sense of guilt comes with it. But I want to say to you today, you know what? You're worth it. You're worth it believing God. You're just worth it. You you are so worth it. I, I know Well, I can hear social scientists saying right now that our society has lost its sense of guilt, but not all of us. No, no. Judging by one of the main gauges of spirituality in our culture, the TV ads, we have moved away from guilt. Back in the 50s and 60s, uh, TV ads worked on your guilt. Remember the ads? Ladies that heaped shame on you for having the ring around the collar. Or the ads that said, surely your family deserved 
a floor that shines more than the neighbor's floor. <laughs> now the ads tell you to lay off all that housework, prop up your feet and have a break. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Treat yourself is the thing. You are worth it. Let me tell you to know that everything that God has for you, you are the greatest. No longer is the appeal to guilt or shame. Mm -hmm. Now you know what they're doing. They're appealing to your ego. And still, it does not matter how they're coming, you know, whether they're appealing to ego, appealing to your guilt, whether they're coming, you know, and letting you know that you fall short. You've got to know that down on the inside, the Bible says in Luke 5 and 8, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And that sense of unworthiness of falling short of being a sinner welled up in Peter's heart. And I believe the Bible teaches that feeling is to be universal. And, you know, that puts us in an humble position and an humble state to say, I know I fall short. I know I don't hit the mark all the time. But because of your mercy and your grace, you can just help me through this. It's just something so humbling about that, that takes all the ego out, takes all the pride away and puts us in a position of humility. Whenever you humble yourself, come on, Carol Dixon 101, favor is on the way. <laughs> All right. Then another thing that you need to put on your list, not only that, you, you know, a lot of times we say, I want to be a better person. I want to, I know that I fall short. I desire to be a better person. I know I fall short. Then you got to know you have the power to change on the inside of you. The Bible says lay aside every weight which was so easily beset you. You just got to put it aside. You just got to go forth. And, you know, experience says that you haven't the power to change yourself. But I'm here to tell you, with God, all things are possible. You have the power within you that you could override everything that's trying to hold you back. You're better than that. You're bigger than that. You're greater than that. You have the power to change on the inside of you. And so you got to realize, you know what? This year is going to be a different year. And no matter what it takes, change is coming my way. Things are going to get better. Romans 7 says to realize that there's a human situation on the inside of us. You, you only need to read about Paul's struggle in Romans, the seventh chapter. But you know what? I'm telling you, he came out of that. Paul came out of that. He said, you know what? In all of this struggle that I'm going through, he wrote in Corinthians, the church there, he told them, he said, you know what? I'm going to get a revelation out of this. I'm going to pray more. I'm just not going to let this bother me. I'm going to go deeper into God. I'm going to learn more of his truth and know who I am in Christ Jesus. And all of that, you see, yeah, all of that's in that as you're becoming a better person because you have the power to change. You'll find yourself becoming. Mm. How can we become the fulfilled, moral, spiritual person we desire to be? Are there some plain steps to take that would bring that power to the struggle that you are saying in your mere resolution? I want to be a better person. I'm becoming a better person. You know, we'll talk ourselves into a situation. And, and I'm certain for making decisions. I call them decisions. A resolution. I'm certainly for it, written or unwritten. But can you find more strength than that, than making a resolution? Can you find more strength than that? Yes. When you make a decision, when you get determined on the inside, when you bring a resolve within yourself, when you settle it within you, mm, you can find more strength. You'll find more of a, a scope of who you are that you never thought you would see. Oh, change comes. The New Testament reveals some steps to becoming a better person. And it says that you can be a better person through a vision of Christ. You'll never be a better person trying to see yourself, but you got to see yourself through the eyes of Christ. Here we go. Oh, yes. So the first step to making lasting changes in our lifestyle, there's got to be a guiding vision. 
In Paul's own life, there was the vision of Christ on the Damascus Road in Acts the ninth chapter. And as Paul traveled the known world preaching Jesus and standing before kings, he said, I was not disobedient to that heavenly vision. You always got to see something that's greater than you ahead of you. In Colossians, we are told, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. I know that a popular teaching is to practice visioning what you want, what kind of person you want to be. But envisioning yourself rich or famous or happy, it can only draw on the power within your own flawed life. If the vision you put in your mind and heart is the vision of Christ himself, you draw upon all his power, all his love to shape your life. Let your resolutions be based upon a vision of Christ on the cross, dying there because of all of our sins. See Christ on the cross, paying the penalty for our sin. If we keep that vision before our eyes, you'll find strength. You'll find strength because you begin to see, oh my goodness, look what he went through. And if you be in Christ, let me tell you, all that is in him is in you. He that knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. As you do this, draw upon the power of Christ and let him begin to shape your life. Let him begin to make you a better person. Trust me, I am not speaking from theory. I'm not theoretically speaking today. I am speaking from practice. And as you begin to practice uh, the principles in the word of God and set them in your life and begin to reach higher, stand on his promises in his word, then reach toward the instructions and the prophetic word that he has given us in the Bible. I'm telling you, you will find yourself stretching and growing up being like that tree planted by the rivers of water. You'll begin to see yourself being a better person through the vision of Christ, what you never could have done by yourself, but you can do in Christ Jesus. What else can you do? A better vision through Christ, yes. But you'll find yourself being a better person through a vision of yourself. After you establish all of your resolutions, everything that you say you're going to do, new habits, fresh vision of Christ, then you're ready to add to this a vision of yourself as God intends us to be. Concentrate with me for a moment. Let's look at this. Think of yourself, your habits, your lifestyle, your values, your goals, your personality as you are. Now, vision yourself as having the goals, the values, personality that God wants you to have. That's the fulfilled life. That's the charming life. That's the winsome person God wants you to be. That's the person who can make a difference in this world for Christ. Now, go further with that vision of you as you ought to be, should be, could be. If you kept the vision of Christ before you think about the difference it would make at work, in your home, in your church. My God. Goodness, it is amazing what God is doing with you, with us, as we together move and have the vision of Christ. And then we begin to see ourselves becoming. <sighs> we are broken. We are rebellious. But the image of what Christ in us, the hope of glory can do in our lives, in this broken, rebellious vessel, turn us totally around. Become a person God wants you to be as you begin to vision yourself first in Christ, and then begin to get a vision for you as you become. You find yourself entering into arenas that you never could have gone by yourself. You find yourself doors being opening that open for you that you never could have opened yourself. Oh, I'm a living witness. You find yourself just being a better person. Then what? You find yourself 
connecting. You'll start networking. You become a better person through a network. There's one aspect of a New Year resolution that I want to touch. And that's how you become a better person that you want to be. You keep the vision of Christ before you. Mm -hmm. And it begins to motivate you. You keep the vision of the person you want to be before you. And then you begin to build a network of support. I call it a community of faith. And that begins to encourage you and help you to be accountable to the vision. Mm -hmm. and that's what the church family does for us in so many ways. But not only do you need that, the church family, that's why I say the community of faith. You got to begin to have also those around you that's that's accomplishing this need that you're believing God for and this spiritual growth. You know, that's a great idea as you begin to encourage those around you, that two or three other people around you. You're in that community of faith, but you're just not all you know, just getting, getting, getting. But you're also giving out, giving out, giving out to that two or three people. You know, that's a great idea. That's a great thing to begin to do. And then you all sit and you discuss spiritual things and, and how it's going with them spiritually. Oh, yes. We have that kind of network at our church where assignments are given to those that have grown up in God. And then, hey, they're given that assignment of tending to those around them, sharing the news with them. We've got young people that work in different departments where those that God has blessed to be in those departments, they can share unto them. That's when you begin to be a better person through a network. We can't be a long ranger. People that want to be a long ranger, they're not giving anything out. You know what? Nothing will come in. Watch. Just watch their life. Nothing comes in. You got to give out. When you give out, you got to keep that river flowing and then it'll always, it'll flow back to you. That's the life that God wants us to have. That's how he wants to walk. And when you begin to carry out your resolutions, as the world says, Carol Dixon 101 says, decisions. <laughs> It all begins, whatever you call it, it all begins with a vision of Christ in your heart, in your minds, before your eyes. And, and then that vision leads to a confession of faith, to repentance and spiritual growth, to becoming who God wants you to be and who you want to be. Then there's an ancient hymn from the 8th century, which puts it well. Be thou my vision, O Lord, my heart, not be all else to me, save that thou art, thou my best thought be with thee by day or by night, waking or sleeping, thy presence, my light. And there's a gospel song written a hundred years ago by a man on his way to a convention of Christian workers, which presents the challenge. I'm resolved no longer to linger, charmed by the world's delight. Things that are higher, things that are nobler, these have allured my sight. I am resolved. And who will go with me? Come, friends, without delay, taught by the Bible, led by the Spirit, will walk the heavenly way. Well, I've shared with you how to keep your New Year's resolution. Sometimes we just have an outlook that they're going to be broken. Nothing I can do about it. But I've given you an answer today how to not allow your New Year's resolution to be broken. Flip them over, Carol Dixon 101, to Becoming Decisions. And then began to see yourself as a better person. Yeah. Have a vision of Christ before you. See yourself as a better person. Have a vision of yourself in Christ before you. See yourself as a better person. As you begin to connect up with a network. Oh, what a better world. For 2019, it will be. Well, my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want. And that you never want as long as you live. <laughs> I am Carol Dixon. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Dash is here to serve the community positively, productively, and prayerfully. And guess what? Dash is adding on during the month of January, Thursdays at 10 a.m. So what does that mean? That you can tune in to Dash Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Can you say two times the Dash? Share with family, friends, and neighbors to tune in to Dash every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. during the month of January. If you need more information about Dr. Carolee Dixon and Dash, go to caroldixon.net. We'll see you next week.